Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Divine Data. Today, I'm sat with Dina Silver, good friend of mine and fashion director at Pure Wow. How are you today, love? I'm good, despite the world at this moment. How are you? Same, same. I'm feeling um, really grateful for feeling like I am thriving in a time where it it's it's hard enough just to survive um but definitely feeling the weight of the world as well um and everything going on but um i think we also have uh the divine right and and it, i think it's important and healthy for us to be joyous still and still you know exercise our ability to like bring light to the planet when there isn't a lot of light perceivably about you know I think it's important also to like recognize and like I don't know you don't have to celebrate it but like acknowledge that like you can thrive during this time and like not feel guilty about it and like that's actually a great thing and you know do it if you can thrive totally like releasing the shame around our own success in general um, is really important. And I know that's why we're sat here today to kind of talk about that journey into coming into like self-actualization and that whole process, um, even during a time like this. It just, it's a weird time. It's like, it's hard to connect with people. It's hard to feel like you're like moving in a forward direction. It's hard to feel like you're grounded. It's like there, it's, everything can be hard, but like, I don't know, for me, it's just been about like, finding the small joys and just like running with them as far as I can because otherwise like it's just not worth it to just be like dragged down by all of the like many many sad things that are going on or let like a small thing ruin your day like it's not worth it. So yeah um, I, I think that it's really integral time to like we're saying not necessarily like celebrate it and flaunt it, but not feel shame about feeling like we are thriving and successful and at any time in our lives, because it does take so much. And I think you were about to say something. Yeah. I mean, I just think that like, I don't know. So like before you introduced me, we were talking about how like I, I had like a, a job change during the pandemic and in normal times, I would like shout it from the rooftops and be like, I got a promotion and my job changed and like all this stuff. And I really grappled with it to be like, do I publicize that I got a promotion and that like my career is moving upwards when so many people are, are having the complete opposite like experience and are so much less fortunate. And it was, it was like a weird thing to do. Cause you know, promotions are like a milestone it's usually something that you want to celebrate and it just didn't feel right like it didn't feel right to like update my LinkedIn and like want the congratulations to like flow in or whatever it was like I was almost like a bit ashamed of it because it just didn't feel like it was in touch with what was going on in the world but at the end of the day like it is something that happened and I kind of just took it as like all right this is my new stage we'll just like jump right into it and I won't like make it a thing to celebrate it or, you know, talk about it more than I like would normally. So. Well, yeah. And you get to use it as this platform and an opportunity where you get to leverage, you know, your um, privilege in this sense where, you know, some people may not be getting 
their week's pay this week, but you get to be putting into the world positive information. I mean, Pure Wow, I was reading the mission statement and it's about helping make making people's lives easier, essentially. It was like through fashion, through wellness, like how to how to like help people, essentially. It's not just your average fashion magazine that's out there just publishing people that are unrealistic and ideals that are unrealistic and all of this stuff. It's real life people, real life information to make your real life better and um, flow easier. And because you're given this position, um, which seems more privileged now, especially during these weird times, whereas another time you could just actively publicize that, you know, you got this awesome promotion, which congratulations, and you do deserve that. But it's like, yeah, yeah, we get to we get to be proud. And we also get to like shift the narrative around it. It's not necessarily like, you've done anything wrong, you're getting, right. you're getting, you got a bigger stage built for you, you know, right. and that's yeah. and that's something you earned as well. It's true. And I realized that I never really like said what I do or all that stuff. I guess we're just like, so we've been friends for so long. It's just like normal for us to just like jump right in. Um, so just like, I guess a little bit of background about me is that I'm the fashion director at PureWow, as Samantha said, uh, we are a women's lifestyle website and we just we do exactly what she said. We help make women's lives easier, whether that's like finding the best like recipe for them that night or figuring out like what they want to wear. Um, and it's such a, an amazing place to work, like culturally, internally, we just are like, I've never worked at such like a positive uplifting company before. And then as you said, like we also like really focus on like real women, like we just like, like I'm writing stuff about like how women in their fifties should dress right now. Like that's not really something that I've done at previous jobs. And like, I actually get emails from people who read those stories and they're like, thank you. Like I feel seen. This talks to me. Usually fashion websites aren't talking to me. And it's like, we're really, and I would say like pre even June when a lot of like the Black Lives Matter reckoning happened, like we had been like pretty good about like diversifying our content and making sure that like a ton of people, body types, like all different things were represented on our site. And it's honestly, it's like the best because fashion can be very, very shallow and it can really cater to one certain type of person, one size. And to really just like expand that and accept that literally everyone gets dressed every single day and they could probably use some sort of advice that relates to them, like, I'm so happy to be able to do that every day, even if I am doing it from my childhood bedroom right now, because of <laughs> Yeah, and those are the big shifts that we also have to accept during these times, you know, I'm, I just told you I'm moving back to live down the street from my father for the first time in, like, nine years, being in the same town as him, even, um, so it's, it, it is crazy, we're adjusting, and we're making those moves, and it's really amazing to see, um, yeah, that diversification, the non-divisiveness that PureWow has. Um, I know that I've really enjoyed even like the, what what airline are you guys on? JetBlue. JetBlue, yeah. <laughs> I've enjoyed some of those. And if you guys are ever on JetBlue, you may see Dina on there sometime as well. <laughs> Actually, not, unfortunately, not me, but I have definitely gone on a JetBlue flight and I've been like, ah, oh, there's my boss, like staring at me while I'm on vacation. Like, hey girl, didn't expect to see you here, but it's fine. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's definitely been a pretty amazing place to work. I mean, I never thought I would like work at a place where like, 
it's all like rah rah team spirit which like uh, I'm not that person at all but like I kind of have become one because it's like when you work with a lot of other women and they all want you to succeed and they are not picking you apart and they're not pointing out your flaws instead they're like celebrating the good things that you've done and they want to be like hey like I read this story and it really helped me even if they're your coworker. like it's just it's made such a huge difference and like definitely would feel super different working at home isolated if I didn't know that there was like this network of people that I work with who were like you know they're cheering me on even if they are also at their parents house or wherever they may be yeah and that's super important the connection that you're speaking of and you spoke to how people have emailed in saying I feel seen I feel heard um that is that's the main thing that human beings want and with all this like social distancing and quarantining we're we're not being able to even be seen or by our loved ones and so we're shifting on to online platforms even more so than ever you know we're always in these zoom calls and i know i host parties online for human connection um so to be able to like curate this entire fashion website that's geared towards like a lifestyle website, rather women's lifestyle website that's geared towards that connection, that true authenticity um, of, of, you know, radical self-love and radical self-expression and how are we going to take care of ourselves at all ages and how are we going to hold hands to step into all of these new times together? Um, Yeah. I think that's just the biggest message of, today sorry like recently I I was doing a story on like I don't know it was like not fashion it wasn't sexy it was about like how to protect yourself when you're going on a hike so you don't get bit by chicks because I had it happen recently and it was not fun and I just like was looking for pictures for so long and like when you're going through stock images and looking at all that stuff like there's plenty of blonde girls who are skinny who are hiking and it's like beautiful but like kind of boring and so I like really like put the effort in to like find a picture of like an older woman who was hiking and she just like looked happy and I was like great this is perfect didn't think twice before posting it and this woman emailed me and she was like that's like my twin and literally she included a photo and it must have been her like volunteering with like young kids somewhere in some other country and it was like a beautiful picture to see that she was sharing and it literally was her exact twin and like it was such a weird random thing but it was one of those like heartwarming things where like it was so little on my end but it clearly made such an impact on this woman's life and like she had to reach out to a stranger and share it and it was just one of those like moments where you're like okay like I am very happy that I do this job and like that you know people are reading and seeing what I do and it it definitely speaks to them yeah you're doing it for something you know and I love it. I love seeing you where you're at and doing all that you're doing because it's like Dina said earlier, we've known each other forever. So it's like um, to even like fathom like 10 years ago, standing at Chapman University together, like I'm not sure I could tell you that this was like the trajectory that we were headed in. I know that we both have big dreams, but it's like we're really pulling those dreams into manifestation. Um, and that was something we wanted to talk about too, is that like journey is like, for me, I'm still looking up to you, Dean. I'm, I'm just stepping into like, who I'm, who am I? Like, what am I doing? Pulling off these like layers of debris that like, did you hear that? <laughs> no, 
Oh, see the volume. You can't even hear it because my microphone's over here, but my dog just had like the longest yawn, like kind of sounded he didn't, like he's annoyed to hear us speaking right now. He's like, I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> Shh, we'll be quiet. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's astonishing to me because I am just stepping into that. I'm, I'm peeling off those last few layers and it's still scary, but like you've done it, you've manifested your your dream reality sister it's like how did you get there tell us everything so it's it's definitely an interesting journey um I would say when we first met in college I remember starting college and like the first day being like I'm pretty ready to like go and work like I don't really need to like do this whole like like meeting new 18 year olds and whatever so I was like ready to like get started. And I, I really like hustled in college. Like I really, I interned a lot. I, you know, I was interning three days a week throughout most of college. Uh, I graduated early. Like I was just like so ready to work and I put all my effort into that. And I'm so lucky that I was able to, my parents like really helped me out and were so supportive of my goals. And at that time, all I knew was I want to work in fashion. I didn't know anything else. I knew kind of like what parts of fashion I liked, but I kind of just went into it with this goal of like, I want to work in fashion. And when I graduated, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I moved back to my parents' house. I was like, okay, I graduated early, like not in college anymore, but like, what the fuck am I doing? I have no idea. So I kind of just like started taking job interviews and getting like anything that I could. And I got like a million like no's and finally, I got a job at InStyle, which is a fashion magazine in New York. And it was for an internship. And it did not pay well. But I was like, you know what, whatever. I'm getting an apartment. I'm going to go move to New York. And I'm just going to like do it and just see what happens. And I hated that job. It was terrible. <laughs> I, was, I was working in a fashion closet. I was, you know, I was working with um, like delivery guys all day. Like it wasn't fashionable. I was breaking nails left and right. I had to wear sneakers to work. I was like, this is not fashion. I don't know what this is, but it's not for me. <laughs> it wasn't working out. And then I met someone at an event. I had a friend who was, uh, she was an editor and she needed someone to go to an event. And I was like, yeah, I'll go for you. Why not? And I ended up sitting next to the publisher of uh, a magazine called The Daily Front Row. And, you know, we chatted, we talked and it was a very weird night there was I don't know like Jonathan Chabon was sitting at a table and being ridiculous and one of those like where you're like okay that was that was a weird night like nothing will ever come of it and then I got a message from him on LinkedIn which I hardly ever use and he was like oh I might have a job for you and weirdly the office was in the same building as in style so I literally to interview I had to walk like down the hall like take an elevator and like walk <laughs> another hall and I was like there and I was like this is perfect I didn't even have to like lie to my boss about where I was going and I interviewed and they were like pretty hard on me um but I ended up getting a job as a writer for the daily front row and I had I had some writing experience but like in my mind I wasn't a writer I wasn't gonna like be a journalist. I didn't take a single English course in college. Like nothing pointed to me becoming a writer basically. Um, and I had a lot of like imposter syndrome at that first job. 
I was 21. I was like working like in fashion. Like I was like interviewing like Marc Jacobs and like all these huge designers. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, does anyone even want to like write what I'm writing, read what I'm writing? Like what's, what's going on here? Like, I just had no idea, but I was having so much fun. I was like going to parties in New York, like went from like zero to 60 in like a second and was just like, this is amazing. Like, this is just such a fun world to be in. And I really just like, as people started reading my stuff and I started getting like assigned more things, I was like, okay, like, yeah, I guess I could do this. This could, this could be what I do. I could be a writer. Like, this is okay. Um, and I definitely made some pretty big mistakes at that first job. Like thought I was going to get fired a few times, was on like probation once, like it wasn't smooth sailing. Um, but you know, then I, I was at a fashion show, like, you know, a few years later and I met this like fabulous English woman. And a few months later, she emailed me and was like, Hey, like I'm hiring at the New York observer. Like, do you want to come work for me? And, and I was like, yeah, great, cool. And so I jumped there and had a very interesting experience at the New York Observer, um, which has now ended, which I'm uh, grateful for. Spent a little bit of time freelancing, kind of figuring out, like, is this what I want to do? I don't know. And then the the Pure Wow opportunity kind of fell in my lap. And I am so grateful that I took it. I mean, it's just become such like a an amazing it's been about a little over a year and I've never been happier at a job so that's kind of my journey it, it was not linear I will tell you that <laughs> I know I remember you like having that fire in university being like I'm done with this like I was never even like supposed to be here why like I, I came out the womb ready to do this <laughs> basically I like had like a little blazer on and like high heels I was like let's go let's get to work where's Anna Wintour I'm ready <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know it's it's been it's interesting because like I'm probably not a great student but I'm so driven at work like I'm so like self-motivated and it's all about like I, I don't know. I, I feel like I have this like need to like make other people's lives easier in that like they're my coworkers and I just want to make their jobs easier. So it's, it's, it's felt nice. Like, cause we were talking before about you kind of like finding your place and your role. And like, I guess I kind of always knew that my role was to work. So as long as I kind of have like a job that I, I love, which is is important and definitely is not easy to find. Like, I know that, like, I will be happy and fulfilled, which, like, probably sounds super lame, but, like, for me, it, it makes, it makes me go. Like, when I was freelance and I didn't really have, like, a job and I didn't really have, like, anything I was tied to, I was miserable. I wanted to be hustling and working and it just wasn't really working for me. Um, so, you know, and then of course I have like side projects, which like always, you know, you got to have like something going on the side. Um, but right now I've been working with Oceanic, which is um, a nonprofit that is all about ocean conservation and education. And like, I have loved doing that. I mean, it totally in ways goes with being a fashion editor and other ways it's like not the same at all. It's all about <laughs> like, you know, ocean cleanups and how we can educate people and that's just also been kind of great for me is having like another outlet of doing work. Absolutely. And it is serving like the highest and greatest good of 
all of humanity, like of the collective. And that's like where I come from, from my like very spiritual perspective, of course. But I really think that like innately all human beings have a desire to serve the greatest good of the collective, right? Um, there's a lot of ego that gets in the way and we forget and we think we just want to do it so that we can drive nice cars and go on vacations and buy nice things or something like that. Um, but you know, that's just a benefit to those things in the fashion and all of that. But what makes, you know, pure wow so stand out so much is that it is so dynamic and it offers so much more. And then with the fashion, it's not just like we said before, it's not just offering the standardized, like, um, I idyllic, which is not real, um, standard of fashion, you know, you've, you guys, you, you found yourself in this space where something like, what'd you call it? Oceanica? Oceanica. Yeah. Oceanica and, um, Oceanic. I'm like, how do I say it? There's no, I'm sorry. (laughs) I confused you. (laughs) Um, Oceanic and like Pura can actually like be married in the sense, you know, whereas like some more rigid, um, old school fashion magazines cater to something that isn't like that. They would, they would, yeah, they would be philanthropic, but they wouldn't make that like their mission. Their mission isn't for the highest and greatest good of the collective. It's for a very small percentage of the population. And then it also confuses the rest of the population into thinking that, they're supposed to be a certain type of way to be fashionable, to be this, to be that. But what I'm seeing in, in like the shift in consciousness in general is like, what's fashionable is like, what's healthy. Mm-hmm. Like, how are we going to like be healthy mind, body, and soul right. um, and, and community wise and healthy is a huge word too with the pandemic too mm-hmm. is like that. I'm almost grateful because it's making hygiene trendy. <laughs> yeah, hands. Um, but we and 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 also hygiene trendy. But how do we find balance of like teaching people proper hygiene and not to like over sanitize and use too many chemicals in their lives and never go outside again, kind of a thing. And like, how do we find this balance? How do we create systems in which we can like, you know, gather as communities out in public again um, while we are in social distancing times um, and offering like different ways to connect off um, and not in person, like online rather as well. Um, and that forum, Pure Wow is great. Having Oceanic, um, is having like a space to teach people about that conservation of our planet as well is super important because I think that like a lot of these viruses can come as a result to like how we treat our planet as well not just how we're treating ourselves right and it's it has been really interesting even to see like the shift in working with oceanic like during this moment um one of the projects we actually did is we created like a a little coloring book for kids which was so amazing and I, I wrote all the words for it since I am a writer I was like I've never written a children's book but like why not let's do this and we made it like accessible for like anyone. Um, so like anyone's a teacher, they can get it, people can buy it and the money will all like benefit Oceanic. But it was actually sent to kids in Cameroon. And these kids in Cameroon have been using this coloring book and it's being like spread to the community there. And it's like, I never thought in a million years that I would be like writing a little book that was like, like handed out across the world to kids who might not like, 
you know, have a, an understanding of the ocean like I do. And especially during these times when I'm stuck at home, to be able to like, to touch someone's life like that is just, I mean, amazing. Like when I found out about it, I cried because like the pictures and seeing the kids coloring in the book, like it just, you know, I, I think education is so important. And, and especially with the ocean stuff, like I've really seen that like, it's the really small things that make a huge difference. Like when I'm with my friends and we're getting food to go and I'm like, we don't need the plastic silverware. The plastic silverware, once it's made, is never going away. It's never going to decompose. We have metal silverware at, you know, the Airbnb if we're traveling, at the apartment if we're going home. Like, let's just use that and then we can wash it. And and people are like, oh, I've never thought about that before. And it's literally as small as that where, like, you can just drop a single fact on someone and it will completely change their perspective on it. And, like, that's what I've loved about like kind of being so like multifaceted in my work is that I'm equally as passionate about both things. And one might seem very like consumer centric and very, you know, it, it feeds into that whole thing. And the other is like, so on the other hand, it's like, how can we, you know, make an impact and change like what we're consuming and how can we consume it in a smarter way that isn't making such a big impact. What I was going to say is it's really important that you also see like your promotion at PureWow or any promotion as like, this is just a way to up level that outreach, you know? Um, and, and there's a lot of people who have negative relationships towards like money and success because a lot of the time people who have money and success aren't often looking out for the best interests of others. Um, but I really encourage everyone to try and be especially the people who are activists especially people who want to see um change made to want to be you know abundant and wealthy and successful and to have really big large outreach and accessibility um so you can do that work and so that you can say hey um i enjoy this gucci headband that i'm wearing and i also like to offer like free healing circles every Friday on zoom calls for whoever wants to come in and I'll hold space for them and offer them like energetic healing services that usually I charge tons of money to people for, but it's like that balance it's and, and it's, and it's okay too. There's like, there shouldn't be shame in me saying I'm wearing a designer this, but also like to do that, you know, it's like, and, and I think that's also why I commend like, your companies and what you're doing because like especially with pure wow um just to be able to like offer it in a different way um because fashion um oftentimes i don't think people even know that um i mean obviously there's a lot of people who know what pure wow is but the people who wouldn't be even interested in the fashion industry right they hear the words fashion industry and they, they shut it down there's like there can't be any good in that mm -hmm. there can't be any like but it's like there is, there can be, and you're like pulling that through as being this fashion director at this woman's lifestyle um, website. You know, you're being, you're able to pull that through. You're able to see that and with Oceanic do that work. And I love that you did a children's book because I'm actually writing a children's book too. Oh, amazing. That's fun. Yeah. I'll, I'll send, I'll send it over to you okay. see what you think since yeah. you're now a, a published children's author. <laughs> <laughs> I like completely agree with what you say on balance and I think it like that's something that like exists throughout my whole life like I think you know in my own like emotional growth 
lately, like a big focus has been like, I can feel two conflicting feelings at the same time and they're both valid and they're both okay. And I think that like, that applies to like everything. Like I think like being like, oh, like I did this one thing and I bought like a leather purse and it's not great. But like, on the other hand, like for me, I don't eat meat. So like, I don't feel as guilty buying a leather purse because I'm like, well, this is my consumption of animal products. It's not on an everyday basis for me, I mean, that might be controversial, but for me it works because I am doing my part in terms of like being more environmentally friendly by not eating meat every day and, you know, living my lifestyle in that way. So I think that, you know, balance is just like, I mean, who wants to be on balance? Like no one. Mm -hmm. And so I think finding that balance for like almost everything that you do is, is just super important. Totally. And also like to defend the leather purse because I've got too many of them myself. Um, <laughs> they're lifetime pieces. That's also how I've gotten most of my purses. That's like how I convince people that it's okay <laughs> that I'm purchasing these things. <laughs> Thanks, dad. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely though. And then all this like, but when you do self-actualize, you do start to make your own money. Yeah. Get out there, sister. Go buy yourself a car. Go buy yourself that leather purse. Like, you deserve to do so. And, and if you're doing so, and also like bringing good to the planet, then epic. Like I don't eat meat, but I also have fish sometimes cause I do like it. Um, and I like sushi a lot. It's mostly the only fish that I ever have. Um, sometimes I'll have meat if like my dad's cooking it, that's like once a year, if any now, but I also know that like, I call myself a flexitarian because I'm tired of like telling someone I'm a plant-based vegan and then being like, oh, but I saw you have poke once. And it's like, okay, well then I'm a pescatarian, but I've also had meat last year. So like, what do you want me to call myself? I'm just a balanced human being. And I choose what feels right in my system, my consciousness every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes I make mistakes. Right. Yeah, I grew up with that too, because I'm a pescatarian now, but for years I hated that word. I don't know why I was just like, I'm a vegetarian who eats fish. Like why can't, and, and I would say that and people would be like, oh, you're pescatarian. And I was like, I would prefer to just be a vegetarian who eats fish. Like I had such an issue with people like putting this label on me because it's like, it's not, it's not an identifying factor for me. It's just my diet. It's just, it is what it is. And so like the fact that people need to be able to like put you in a little box and, and label you and like figure out who you are. Like I was like, you worry about your own dietary stuff. And that's always what I say to people is I'm like, if you don't judge what I eat, I'm not going to judge what you eat. And that's like kind of how I like to live my life, especially even as like a fashion editor, people are always saying, oh, I bet you're like judging my outfit right now. And I'm like, listen, I've got a million other things I'm thinking about. I literally don't care what you're wearing. If you want <laughs> me to criticize it, let me know. I'll go in. But really like, unless you're wearing something that is like highly offensive or really, really ugly. Like, I don't care what you wear. If it makes you happy. Good. That's all I care about. You know, like, and it's not, it's not your job to like dictate what people are, are to be wearing and whatever. Like just because you do put out a, you know, an article that says like what 50 year olds should be wearing at this time. It doesn't mean like, and if you're not, well, you're disqualified from life. (laughs) Not like everything's not black and white. Like there's gray area for a reason. And like, I don't know. I just think, especially when it comes to clothing, people get really caught up in like what other people think. And 
I don't like I don't if people don't like what I'm wearing like that sucks for them like that's such a bummer because I don't care like I just don't care I think that's how we should look at like all of our authenticity all of our expression you know however we are and however that comes off and it's like for a few like few years of my spiritual journey that's led me to where I am that's brought me like all of these beautiful synchronistic experiences which kind of sound like what's happened to you over the years where you're like this is a nothing night nothing will come of this night and you're like oh my god that's a promotion and everything's been like that each time and um it's just to be able to like express myself fully would be to come out here and say like um i believe that my soul is here on this planet to help usher in the newness of the new paradigm shift mm-hmm. how do you feel about that right most people would be like i mean <laughs> like how much lsd did you take and i'm like a lot at coachella <laughs> it's fine but <laughs> that's not the point no jokes jokes aside <laughs> jokes jokes aside in all seriousness, it was so hard for me to come out and speak about any of it. So I was just like, whatever, I'll let people believe whatever they want to believe about me. And I was doing serious work for years. It wasn't necessarily anything that like anybody could understand or should understand that was in my initial like friend group or family growing up. Um, But I was doing some tough work, some tough esoteric (laughs) ethereal work and it's real. And I finally get to, st- well, and it, it, it's perception is, is whatever. And, and it, I'm allowed to, to feel as, as real as it is. And the only way I can ever be successful is if I actually am just like, this is who I am. And I actually don't care if you have a problem with it. Right. And I don't think that comes like overnight. Like, I'm not going to say that I like arrived here overnight. And I think also like going back to what you're saying about like figuring out who you are, like it's all like. I hate to use this, but it's like an onion. Like it's like, there's so many layers and so many things that like make up like accepting yourself or like, like figuring out what it is you want to do. Like, it's not, it's not like a direct thing where it's like, you know, you have this moment where you're like, unless you do, and that's great, where you're just like, this is what I have to do. And like, this is it. Like, and usually even if you have that moment and that thought, it's built on all of these like experiences that you've had or like the way you were raised or, you know, whatever it is, it's not, it's never just like out of the blue. So I think it's like, I don't know, like the whole like journey of like life and like where you started from and the good and the bad and like all that stuff. It just like helps you kind of figure all that shit out and figure out like, if you do want to care what people think about you, if you don't, if you know, all that stuff, but I, I've just like watched a lot of people suffer because they care so much about like external thoughts or forces and and I just want to like shake them and just be like you're the only person that needs to worry about that shit and if you're not worried about what other people think you're gonna be so much happier so truly and and that's where like real change is made like within yourself and then like you can see that help heal those around you because like if you're just like authentically expressing yourself and like enjoying yourself, other people are going to like want a little bit of what you have. And if you can just tell them like, Oh, it took me a while to realize I just want to be me (laughs) and like do my thing and not care what other people think. And like, yeah, that did take a while. And yeah, it, it wasn't easy. And yeah, there's still times Dina where I overthink what someone's thinking about me in the moment. Um, I don't trust my instinct. I don't trust my power. I don't trust that like 
everything's going to be okay. Um, but I also know that like I lean so much more and it's, it's for everybody listening. It, it does get easier. It does get easier to just be like, yeah, I don't care. I, I'm happier just like right. serving like my purpose and right. my joy. That I've like, especially learned during this pandemic is like, it's so important to like surround yourself with people whose values align with yours. Like that before has never really been like a thing that I was super motivated about like or motivated on like I was just like I just have to find people who are fun and who I like like to enjoy and and now like I've kind of realized that like my close friends are people who like support what I'm doing who like champion me who like I'm not gonna say we have the same thoughts but like they understand and accept my thoughts and like can offer some insight that I might not think about and but the bottom line is that like they're not judging me and like maybe that's why like I don't feel that way where I'm like I don't care what other people think because I have made it a point to surround myself with people who like I just don't care what they think about me (laughs) like (laughs) because I know that they wouldn't like think negatively of me because they wouldn't be in my life if they did yeah so And it's also taking the time to realize in your life that like 99.9% of the time, everybody else is having those same thoughts that you're thinking about them and they don't have time to think about what you're doing and what you're obsessing over what they're thinking about. Yeah. They're doing the same thing. They're in their own cycle. And then on the other hand, the people, because there are people, the naysayers and there are haters out there and people who say things that are hurtful. Right. But it's also coming into recognition of like hurt people, hurt people. So it's like having compassion for them and being like, if you're passing judgments on me and I haven't done something like horrific, like, I don't know, stole your cat from your yard or something like that. Like you're probably just expressing your own wounds to me. And I happen to be like the reflection in the mirror that you looked at that triggered you. Um, and, and, and in that, I think that is where we can really find some solace and just like take a deep breath from that. It's like, they're probably not thinking about me the way I think they are. And if they are, they probably have a lot of their own damage and wounding that they're working through right now. So like, it shouldn't matter either way. Yeah. I mean, and I think, like, I've also seen a lot, like, during this pandemic of, like, oh, if your friends aren't checking in on you, then, like, they're not your friends, and it's, like, that's not the case at all, probably. Like, they're probably going through their own shit, and, like, maybe you should reach out to them. Maybe mm-hmm. you should, like, put yourself in their shoes and see if they need to be checked up on. Like, I think a lot of, I don't know, a lot of the ways that we're, like, taught to think, especially in this country, is, like, me, 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 me. It's all about me. It's all about me. And it's, like, what, what about everyone else? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't like to be surrounded by selfish people. I I know tons. I'm, there's a lot of my family. Like, I deal with it a lot. And so I've understood how to deal with it. But, like, it's not all about you. And that's definitely, like, a hard lesson to learn also. Um, but I think, like, once you, like, learn it and under, understand it, like, for me, like, a lot of my anxiety has, like, gone away because I just, it's, like, one last thing to worry about you know, it's just one less thing that you have to like put stress on yourself about basically. 
Yeah, I remember when I was younger and people would say, like, the world doesn't revolve around you. And I'd be like, yeah, it does. Like, you're like, my world revolves around me. And it does. My world revolves around me, but the world doesn't revolve around me. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is, like, I, I don't need to um, worry about the rest of the world when it comes to, like, what makes me joyous and happy. I mean, I shouldn't say that. Cause there's some stuff that may make a person joyous and happy that wouldn't be good for the rest of the world. But, um, in the sense of like, I don't have to worry that they're thinking badly about me for expressing myself fully. And I, I also, yeah, I like that to check in with each other is super important right now, but also to understand that if your friends aren't checking in on you, it doesn't make them not your friends like Dina and myself. I'll always consider you one of my good friends for a long time, lifelong friends, like it's just we don't need that I don't I don't feel it when we connect we like pick up like nothing happened it could Mm -hmm. be I don't know the last time I saw you was in Williamsburg in the winter Mm -hmm. and that's probably the last time we had like an in-depth conversation but it's like no time's changed I mean we've also (laughs) shared a lot of like probably crazy experiences in the time that we've been friends so like it just builds this like foundation upon which like you know I know who you are as a person and you haven't changed since we were teenagers, basically. So mm-hmm. deep down, you're still, still crazy Sammy Paprin. <laughs> hey, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Literally though. And I love it. And I love that we can pick up from there. Um, and, and to be able to step back, I think um, for people who do struggle when they feel like maybe a friend isn't connecting with them enough um, is to, to make that recognition of like, Hey, no, there is a chance that they're just going through their own stuff and that like when we do catch up, it'll be like no time's passed at all. Yeah. And it's like nice. I don't know. I think like the world moves in weird ways and like, it's been like so cool to see how our two lives have like intersected in like the craziest ways that like, even when we first met, like we didn't even realize like how many millions of ways our, our like two experiences had kind of like met and reconvened over like a million different times. Totally. And it's not done yet. It feels like it's still just the beginning. Yeah, um, I know. But I love you and I'm so happy that you were able to come on the show. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Me. This was like such a fun conversation and love to talk about all these things and it's good to see you and your pup. Yeah, he's a, he's a good co-host. He doesn't say <laughs> much, but like you feel Yeah. <laughs> like I, that is like a mood, like for sure total mood he wraps the house mood all day he's a napster (laughs) all right well dina i'm gonna put into the episode description some links to pure wow Uh, if you want to link us to some oceanic stuff as well send me some of that information so that they can check it out um and any other links we'll provide for you in the episode description i'll have dina send them over to me whatever she wants to share perfect sounds good Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, babe.